Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Kelly Shoup, Pediatric Occupational Therapist. I'm so happy you are here. I am going to tell you a little bit about who I am, what I do to help parents with their children in understanding what their child is communicating to you. And today I would like to give you a few simple tools that you can um, use in your day-to-day interaction with your kids' parenting. So I am a Catholic Christian mom of three. I live in Dallas, Texas, um, and I am a kid expert. So as an occupational therapist, I have been licensed and trained, been to college for a degree in understanding a job. So occupation means job. So I've been trained in what a human's body, how it functions, and what it does for all the different jobs that it has to do. Now, my passion and love is for kids, specifically ages three to eight, because there is so much going on in a child's body in all the different systems between those ages of three to eight. So there's lots of changes and growth in the muscle system, in the postural control, in the fine motor system, how they write, in their gross motor system and how they move when they run, can they jump? All of these different systems. Um, The sensory system is another area that is changing and growing a lot in the three to eight age group. And that is an area that I help parents understand what their their child is, um, what their behavior is saying. Um, Okay, so occupation, job, This is my, um, I've been in this space for over 20 years, and I'm currently seeing young kids who are at private school, public school, homeschool. I see kids at their house. I um, take kids out of preschool to see them at school. I have been um, very intentional in creating my private practice of therapy to not be in a clinic. I'm not in an office working with a child. Um, I'm not in a school. I want to be just out in the environment where I can be helping parents with their kids in all the environments they have to be in. So um, the school's a piece of it. There might be soccer practice. There might be a church class. I want to equip parents with how to help their kids and get the child's communication understood between everybody. So, you know, the school, the home, um, soccer, whatever you need. And so my training is how to understand what that behavior looks like. What is normal, healthy, age-appropriate behavior? Because my occupational therapy background, that's what I learned. 
Okay, what is the sensory system of a five-year-old child? What, what does that look like? What's normal, age-appropriate, stage-appropriate? So I have a background of what is age, stage, what's supposed to be happening for a normal um, five-year-old. And then I also have all the information and experience from, you know, over 20 years of seeing so many different kids, so many different situations, so many different environments. So I just have a lot of experience, a lot of intel that I am so happy to share with parents in regard to how you operate with your child in your house. And um, I want parenting to be fun. I want you to have an incredible interaction with your kids. That's, that's why we were gifted them by God to raise them and help them grow and develop. And I want you to enjoy that experience. What I see currently is I see parents um, really struggling. Like there's a, a heaviness and that parenting is hard for you. And so I have lots of stories, evidence, experience, ideas, solutions, and I want to share all of that. So with your unique child in your unique family, you can have a really fun parenting experience. And at the same time, have your child growing and learning and developing. And so um, I'm going to talk to you about a course that I have. It's called The Simple Six. And it's basically six different areas that I've identified that, I mean, I've for years and years, these are the six areas that I focus on every single session with every single child. So I want to tell you about these six areas. And if you just spend a few minutes, 15, 20 minutes a day working on these six areas, you're going to have a child who is set up for success, who has the ability and the actions and behaviors to be really successful later in life. And just so you know, the, the young age of three to eight is a big developmental window. So there's so many ways that your, um, your child is growing and changing and developing. That's supposed to be happening during these ages of three to eight. And if you can understand that, it helps make parenting not so personable. You, it's, it's not a bad parent thing. It's not a you don't understand thing. It's this age and stage and just how most child behavior looks. So I can help you understand that. I want to help make parenting easy, fun, more painless. And I have seen it all, done it all. I'm always game to try so many different things. So I, um, I work with school administrators, again, the teachers, because I'm in this space every day, I'm always learning and growing. What's the latest, greatest thing that is supposed to be helping kids develop and grow? What's the latest research on um, the effects of the pandemic? I mean, I will tell you, I'm seeing lots of parents with kids who have been recommended to repeat kindergarten or to stay back in preschool. What does that mean? Is that okay? 
So all of these things, I'm here, I'm in it, I love it, and I want to help you. Today, we're going to talk about the simple six. Again, six areas. One other thing that I want to tell parents is parenting is the path to sainthood, to growth, to development, to self-sacrifice. Parenting is, by God's design, I feel, the way that God continues to grow us. So as you find parenting challenging, as you find struggles in dealing with your child, it's okay. That's actually how God designed it to be. He, you know, we're, we're going to have challenges. And so if I can explain that to parents, it usually brings such a sigh of relief and comfort that it's not you. Like, this is how God designed it. We can make it through. This is how you're supposed to keep growing and changing also. And that should make you feel better. Other thing about parenting is that parenting brings up all the stuff from how you were parented, what your expectations are, your spouse's expectation. Parenting is the one thing that we know we have to get it right, but we don't really know how. And our three-year-old's melting down. So what? It's, it's challenging. Um, but here's another area that if you understand that all of the old baggage from how you were parented and if your dad was strict and um, how your spouse, if you understand that's going to come up and it's a piece of it and there's emotions there, then you can just be like, oh, okay, I'll figure this out. This is, this is normal. So again, part of my job is constantly saying, this is normal, age appropriate, normal parenting challenge. So when we can just say this is normal, doesn't mean we like it, doesn't mean we aren't going to change it and come up with solutions. And I'm not going to give you lots of tools to help you get um, the desired result that would be better. But we can just accept like, okay, this is just parenting. This is parenting in a human body with, you know, these challenging little children, all these big emotions in this tiny body. We can do this. I can help you. I promise you. I've been doing this for over 20 years and um, it can be fun. So relax. Let me tell you a little bit about Simple Six. I'm also open. You can find me anytime. A lot of times I'm in my car. A lot of pairs find me for coaching, help when they're sitting in carpool line and I'm also sitting in the carpool line. And so I can have a 10-minute conversation. Um, the first, first one is gross and fine motor. All of your muscles are motor-based. What muscle helps with holding my fork? What um, muscles and motor skills do I have to have to be able to form the letters in my name? What, what skills do I have to do to be able to even sit up at the dinner table? And if your child doesn't sit up at the dinner table or can't sit up in class at school and the teacher calls you and says, you know, oh, your, your child's misbehaving, your child's terrible, can't even sit up at their desk. What does that mean? Does it mean your child's bad or could it mean there's 
a muscle weakness in your child's trunk? Could it mean there's a sensory system going on with your child at the moment and there's so much information coming into your child through the senses in their body that the child's tired? So they're slumped over in their chair because their whole body, their system, their nervous system, it's overloaded and they need a break. So lots of different um, systems. And these are the six that I look at. So that's gross and fine motor. I just mentioned sensory system. In the link below, I have a sensory profile quiz. The sensory system is huge in these young ages. And it gives you so much information about your child, what things they can tolerate, what sense is maybe heightened do they hear, th hear things extra? Um, do they hate when different things touch them? The tag of their clothes, if their sock is on funny in their shoe, does that bother them? All of these are sensory things. And when we can understand our child's sensory needs and what how their environment affects them sensory-wise, we can help give them tools and set them up for success. If they are really hearing sensitive, which I am as an adult, and I encourage everybody to take the sensory profile themselves, because we all have sensitivities through all of our senses. And so you will find out and learn about yourself. For me, it's hearing. I'm hearing sensitive. So that means I can't filter out noise if I'm in you know, a busy, congested area where there's lots of, um, lots of people talking or there's lots of noises. Um, I can't filter out to hear if I'm trying to have a conversation with one person. But because I have taken the sensory profile assessment and know the quiz, what senses affect me funny, then I can do something different. So I might have to say, okay, can we step out in the hall so I can really focus on our conversation and understand what you're saying? and not be distracted. So that's an example of hearing. I um, had an example yesterday with another sense, which is body awareness. The um, technical term is proprioception, proprioception, but it is where a person's body is in, in regard to their environment. And I had a child who was running into walls smacking into their desk and had bruises all over their body. What did that mean? Okay, well, that alerted me to one of their senses in their body doesn't have a good understanding of where their body is. And so they're running into walls and hitting things. So now that we understand that, now we can help this child, help this child in school with the teacher. What does, what does the teacher need to do? What does the parent need to do? What skills can we work on at home? Five, 10 minutes here throughout the day. That's all your child needs. Um, I want to be very clear with parents, with young kids, it's not a lot of time. I mean, you can be really effective helping your child build skills that they're going to need for all the things that they have to do in a short window of time. And that's age appropriate because they're young. So, you know, because I understand, okay, a three-year-old is not able to tolerate 
three hours of practicing holding a pencil, it's three minutes. So when I can tell parents, just take three minutes and do something fun with your child with a small toy, a small um, a small rock or pebble or flower they find in the yard. It makes parenting much easier for you if I can explain kind of what's going on with the child for the age, for the stage. And I can help you understand that it's not it's not misbehavior. It's not a child being disrespectful. It's often just a child's body at this particular time. So the three to eight age group, there are so many changes and lots of normal kids that you see at the playground, that you see um, in school, in church class, that you have in your car. They don't have significant um, weaknesses or limitations that that mean, you know, that um, they can't talk, they can't function. I treat normal kids. But normal kids also have weaknesses and limitations. You and I have weaknesses and limitations. You know, I might have a limitation in my gross motor skills, um, running and jumping because of the age and stage that I am. And so I, again, I'm helping you help your child for the age and stage that they are in doing what's appropriate, healthy, normal behavior. Sometimes that meltdown, that outburst, that really bad behavior is okay for the age and stage that they are. Um, Let me give you an example. So I had a parent who called me and said, my child is a mess after they get in my car after three hours of preschool. This is a three-year-old child. This is their first opportunity to be at school for three hours. My child is a mess when they get in my car. Um, The teacher shuts the door. The car seat is clicked. And then the child starts screaming, crying, just kind of huge meltdown. What's wrong? I've been punishing my child. When I get that child home, they are in timeout. I can't figure out what's going on. Okay. That three-year-old child who is for the first time in school, with lots of other kids, lots of expectation, noises, things to see, things to hear, things to pick up in their senses, their emotions, trying to figure out what does my teacher want? Why did that kid poke me? Why can't I have my snack? There's so many things going on in that young child's body, in their brain, in their mind, like they're trying to figure out life and it's all new to them. And so After holding it together for three hours, because the child isn't a problem in school, the teacher hasn't had any complaints, so the child is behavior-wise appropriate for these three hours, but they get in mom's car and they lose it because their system is done. It's like, oh, they have to let down. There has to be a release of any extra emotions. And that is age-appropriate, okay behavior. Now, if you're having a meltdown in your minivan at 40 that looks like that, we need to talk about that because that's not age-appropriate behavior. But for a three-year-old, it is. And so, again, I'm just able to interpret, okay, this is what that behavior is really saying. You're thinking you've got, you know, a terrible child 
who can't maintain composure in their behavior in the car seat. That's not it. I'm like, no, they were doing really well. They held it together all day long. They've got a lot of stuff coming into their little body. It's new. They're growing. They're changing. All their systems are changing. And that's okay. So I help parents give their kids um, encouragement, enforcement, validation. I want kids to know they are loved, seen, safe. But the parent has to understand what that behavior really looks like. And a lot of times, parents, you don't know. How would you know? I've spent, you know, I went to college for it. So that's what I want to help you understand is what is age appropriate, what's normal, what's okay, what's not okay, and how I can set your unique child up because every single person is different. And I see a lot of parents who are like, okay, I meet with parents every single week and we're discussing all the stuff that's going on with our kids. That's great. But each of you has children who is different from the other. And boys are different than girls. And there's so many different kind of nuances and intangible things that I also have spent 20 plus years focusing on getting to to know. So I understand a little bit about birth order. I understand what a six-year-old boy, what his independent streak looks like, different than a six-year-old girl. And I want to very um, intentionally help you set your family, your child up for success, what works for you in your, um, your child, your environment, in what you um, deem success. That's another area that, you know, what looks like success for one family is very different from the other. And so I want it to be you specific. I want to set you up for success. I want to give you skills and tips and tricks and tools. Occupational therapists are known to be out of the box thinkers. So we are known for our creative creativity, our adaptability, our flexibility. And I am very much that way when I have a teacher or somebody who brings a situation to me and they're like, well, there, there's no, there's no options. This child just needs to leave this school or there's no, you know, this is it. I'm like, no, I promise you, I can help you come up with an idea, have a tool in your toolbox so that when you are headed to a family wedding that's far away and your four-year-old is the ring bearer and has no clue who these people are and has to function in a certain capacity for two days that is so out of his norm, I can help you come up with a game plan, come up with some you know, um, things we're going to do, some activities, some things to set you up for success so your child can show up as the ring bearer in um, an appropriate behavior that works for all. So I, um, again, want to offer you my Simple Six course. It's simple. It's easy. I want parenting to be fun, painless. I want you to understand how to parent well so you aren't focused on parenting all the time. I often have parents, you know, I'm like, no, we're not. We're not tolerating this behavior. We're going to put a boundary in place. I want you to have effective discipline. I get so many parents who are just, by the time they find me, 
They're beating their head against the wall because they are doing the same exact thing that's getting the same exact behavior. So let me give you an example. I had a parent say, I keep putting my son in timeout and timeout doesn't work. So timeout's not working. The behavior is still there. Stop timeout. So with this particular person, we were able to figure out that this child is very hearing sensitive. So you could stick that kid in timeout for four days. Didn't, didn't matter at all to the kid. But knowing that this child had a sensory profile that was hearing stressed allowed us to quickly figure out that, you know what, when dad raises his voice a little bit, this child is like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that again because I do not like it when dad raises his voice. So I want you to have effective, efficient parenting that, that you're moving on to the next thing and you're you know, you're able to follow your passions, work, have friends, like parenting is a part of you, but I don't want parenting to rule your life. It shouldn't, it should be fun and enjoyable, but you know, your three-year-old who's taking up three hours every night to be put to bed, that's not okay. That's not appropriate. And I have lots of tips and tools to give you to put in place. So your three-year-old is going to be down in 15 or 20 minutes, we're going to read a book, we're going to have bath time, we're going to get the wiggles out through maybe a bear crawl and some jumping jacks or a few physical exercises right before they go to bed. But no, they're not taking up your evening. You get your evening, you get your time. So I want to help you reach out to me anyway. Um, yes, I'm here. Kelly, let me know and click below for the simple six and also click below. You can find the sensory profile quiz. Let me know what it says about you. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much.